the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good Saturday afternoon, everyone. It's, uh, we're in that cycle of uh, high wind, rain, blue sky, rain, high wind, blue sky. Welcome to tornado season. 30s at night, 70s in the daytime. The poor bass are so messed up. I feel so sorry for them. Not that we would know because, you know, we're kind of beached for a little bit. Yeah, I, I want to know what happened to the boat. I want to know, too. We've been, for you armchair marine mechanics here, we've been having a little problem with our boat. Wait a minute. Was I supposed to say anything else? I welcomed everybody in, and we started. And this is normal. Okay, it's normal what we do. It, it, All right. You're so, listening to Woods and Water, whether or yeah, not you know. You're listening to Woods and Water, South Carolina, <laughs> and we appreciate you tuning in. <laughs> but, yeah, for you armchair mechanics out there, boat mechanics, for like a month... The boat goes in forward and neutral just, forward, neutral, reverse just fine when it's plugged up to a water hose. But you go take it off the trailer and you don't have reverse. And you really can't take it off the trailer besides oh, yeah, getting can, dunk dunk it and, and then trolling motor. motor but and we have gone fishing without reverse. We can do it. <laughs> oh, my favorite thing. I like my reverse. Taylor thinks you need reverse to get on the boat trailer. <laughs> okay, I mean, just in case I'm off a little bit, you gotta like back it. I did not want. Well, had to back it up. How and many get times have you put that boat on a trailer? Never had a problem. All but once. Long okay. time. Well, two years now, and you put it on there wrong once. Okay, but we thought we fixed it, and then yeah. I was taking it off the trailer at Lake Murray, and. Nada. I couldn't get it, and then it got stuck. And I was like, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> and there was a guy trying to put in beside me, put in at Deer Island, so there's two lanes. And there was a guy put beside me with this, like, aluminum bus. I said, boy, if you back this thing into me, <laughs> I will punch a hole through that boat. But it is, it's weird because, it, it, like I said, and when you get hooked up the water hose and, the, you know, the little muscle on the impeller, mm-hmm. it goes in and out just fine. But get it on the water, and it, it won't go in. It, it, it'll sit there and spin, and you can, and you can, you can hear, hear the it. gears. Yeah. It's like they're just not engaging. Right. So tell them what we found out. So anyway, I'm out there the other the other I don't know mid morning or something. I take a break from tax season. And I'm out there walking and I and I, I I don't know what I was looking at to even notice it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I was hooking up the batteries to charge them. Ah. And for some reason, I looked at the the foot of the motor, and the foot is perfectly fine. It's not like we've hit anything. The skeg is fine. Foot's fine. fine. Props got the same little nicks in it to have when we bought the boat, but there is that there's a ring that bolts onto the foot of the motor that I don't know if it holds the prop on because the king nut holds the prop on. But anyway, I don't know what the ring is for. Well, actually, I do know it's for. It is a 
hub assembly something or another. Because I have another one on order from Mercury, and it should be here in the next day or so. Um, I'm going to try my hand at Bubbacan. Anyway, the the two little arms that the bolts go through are just, I mean, it's a cast iron piece of whatever. But it, it's shattered. It's history. Toast. So weird. I mean, I took the nuts off, and, and both and two parts of it just fell off of my hand. Another one is, is trapped between the the bolt and the hub and all and I got the prop and all off and it and the shaft is fine. So I wonder if that little quarter inch difference because it was when it broke there was like a quarter inch gap between the I don't know the foot and this little this ring that goes around it. And I wonder if that's what was causing it not to go in reverse. So anyway I got a new part on the way. It's weird, but yeah, we can fish but without it, reverse. But it stinks for us because, like, we, I mean, it's been really pretty the past couple of days and we haven't been able to go. Oh, pretty. You remember what Thursday was like? Thursday? Yeah. Rain? Wind? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it might okay. be pretty today, the but yeah. Before that. Yeah, yeah. But now the water's, you know, chocolate milk and yeah. orange and now. Andy Montgomery tells you it's a whole lot easier to fool a big fish in muddy water than it is in clear water. I still like to see my I fish. I know. I like to see my fish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't always see them, but I like to, you know, this time of the year I like to see fish. Yeah. Speaking of which, Murray was fun. It was fun. Don't beat me. That's all right. If I'd have had fun. those other two bed fish, if I actually got them to bite, I would have beat you. It's okay. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had an epic. I had an epic swing and a well. What would <laughs> no, you call that? No, it was a swing and a miss. Well, it wasn't a miss. It wasn't like I swung and didn't connect. It was like the fish bit it and held onto it until I got her up to the top, and then she just like let go and spit it back at me. <laughs> so it was a swing <laughs> and a delayed miss. Swing and a delayed miss. <laughs> on on camera, no less. Yeah, that was kind of fun. It I think, was. But that was like take one out of fifteen. Yeah, or something like that. No, it was like take three. Take. Yeah, there was there was oh, a couple of videos right. before, and then yeah, there was. Then she yeah, I, I was that was pretty cool though. I mean, reel down, set the hook, baby, bending the rod, mm-hmm. and she you can see her underneath the water. She's back and forth, kind of, and she gets to the top, and here comes that <laughs> zoom <laughs> z crawl, <laughs> with the weight going the other direction. I'm like, oopsie. We also saw what was that. I want to know, was, this, like, was it a cooter that we saw sitting on top of the water, dead, like, rolling over back? Oh, that thing was big and nasty. I guess it was a cooler. That, it was that dead. That been bad to hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was a beautiful day. Lots a of wildlife at. A lot of turtles. Yeah, a lot of turtles lot in the area we were in. I don't know what that was. They were they were out in four sunning. Yep. A lot of big cruisers. A lot this of was, cruisers, yeah. This was Monday two weeks. It'd be two weeks ago Monday now. There were a couple that looked like they were locked, but weren't really locked. Not yeah. yet. They, they kind of they were kind of suspicious, but weren't really defensive yet. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, this is weather going back and forth, though. It's yeah. going to be. The two I tried to get on bed were, I mean, actively chasing off Brim, but just were not quite interested. Yeah. So that's kind of frustrating. She's like, I, I know a, you're mad, but you're not. You're not. I got a, I got a pro tip for you on that one. Oh gosh. Yeah. What? Talk to Anthony about that. About the bed fish okay. that were running off all the brim, but yet wouldn't touch what we were throwing in. Yeah. 
He said drop shot with a minnow body on it. What? Oh, it's drop shot. I, I hate dude, drop I'm shot. Sorry, I'm just telling drop you. Drop shot on a bedfish? Oh, yeah. Well, I tried to throw one. Well, that's true, you did. And There's it, a little deep, though. Mine but was, that was mine the one that let go. I mean, I'd already, that was the one that true. I tried to, and I said, I said, I wasn't getting any reaction from her after that. Yeah. He said, well, she she probably would have bit 45 minutes or an hour later because she didn't feel the hook. Yeah. But he said, you need to put a minnow body on a drop shot, a swim bait body or something on a low drop shot, like four inches off the bottom. Okay. Make it look like something's going in on that bed. He right. said, and you, you got her. I mean, yeah, I had a shad-colored wacky worm on, and yeah. she wasn't really going on after that, but. But, yeah. Oh, well, it was a good trip anyway. Lots of wildlife. Saw some ospreys and the osprey trying to the, catch a turtle. Oh, yeah. okay, that one was weird. That was weird. There was an osprey in one cove we were going into, and sh- the osprey kept diving on something on the other side of some docks. We, we, like thought, it was, we yeah. thought it was like bass on a bed or something because I could see something dark. And No, the osprey was diving on oh, turtles. Like turtles. <laughs> I have never seen that in my life. But I think that was that same osprey that was chasing off the, the eagle. eagle. That earlier, poor eagle, yeah. just, I mean, he was just trying to get to where he was going. And that yeah, osprey was all over. So, anyway, saw some low. Go, Sophie, go lay down. <laughs> go lay down. I mean it. Nope. Lay down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's uh, it's getting right out there, folks. Um, maybe, maybe we'll have the boat fixed in time. I'm not a mechanic. I have a son-in-law who is good at it, so if I screw it up, maybe I can take it down to him. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> anyway, we do have a calendar of events. We've got some news. Uh, Going to talk about the gathering. Mm-hmm. A little bit about, maybe a little bit about the Red Crest. We'll get to it. So, um, oh, let's, let's listen to music. It's, it's, let's listen to music. What do you think? Because you need to we'll wake up. We'll see you in the next segment. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in the next segment. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. I don't need some wake-up music. I'm awake. All right, everybody woke. Everybody, uh, everybody, eyes open, and uh, yes, that time's over. Um, Mine is Sophie. Sophie, Sophie's not take herself on that. <laughs> don't, don't, just turn around. Don't look at her. But she's so cute. I know. Just turn around. Curl don't look at her. Rolls. Neck rolls, who knows that? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. I'm focused. I'm focused. Are you focused now? Thanks, you babe. sure? Oh, you're so cute, Sophie. Yeah, don't hit me. <laughs> so you dropped you, your paper. So long as the bruises don't show. Uh-huh. Uh, you, we have, wasn't it just like two or three weeks ago we talked about a new case of CWD in Alabama? No, that was Tennessee. Uh, there was one in Alabama. Oh. There was one in Arkansas. Okay. May have been one in Tennessee. Anyway, I know Alabama was in there, and there was another city. Okay, so this came out Thursday from Carolina Sports, from actually from the North Carolina Wildlife and Resources Commission. Um, we have CWD in North Carolina now, folks. Uh, you can say goodbye to your... Corn. Well, and that, I don't know what North Carolina's plan is. I haven't looked at it, but normally there's immediate outlaw of baiting. Of course, it's not deer season now. We're in April, so deer season's yeah. not here. Normally they they open the season up. 
I don't think they're doing that. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything of that. But anyway, officials with the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission announced uh, today, which is Thursday, that a sample collected from a hunter-harvested whitetail deer in Yadkin County has tested positive for CWD. It's the first case of CWD detected in North Carolina's deer herd and was confirmed by the National Veterinary Services Laboratory in Ames, Iowa. The deer was harvested in northern, northern Yadkin County in December of 2021. The sample was sent to, in by taxidermists through a cooperative program established by the Wildlife Commission. Uh, they've ramped up testing this past season and collected over 7,200 samples from cooperators and hunters due to the discovery of a CWD-positive deer 33 miles away from the North Carolina border last year in Montgomery County, Georgia. Um, you know, um, let's see. Been only one confirmed positive to date. The Wildlife Commission continues to receive results from this year's harvest testing. At this time, the agency has received results from 60% or 4,200 of the all of all samples that have been submitted, and 76% 626 of results from a four-county focal area, which is Allegheny, Surrey, Stokes, and Rockingham, that was the initiated that was initiated because of the 21 Virginia CWD positive deer. Oh, let's see. I have a CW response plan. I need to look at that. Um, they are going to have a commission meeting on April the 7th, and public meetings in the impacted area will be announced as they are scheduled. So, and it goes on, you know, CWD is no treatment. It's a slow incubation period, ease of transmission. The fact there is no vaccine treatment or cure Makes CWD a looming threat to the state's white-tailed deer population and deer hunting traditions. Given enough time, the disease is always fatal. And it's because of a, brent, a bent abnormal protein called a prion, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So anyway. And also transmitted I've, through saliva, <clears throat> urine, feces of live deer, carcasses, and body parts. That's why you have a moratorium on moving deer between states, especially brain parts and, you know, Spinal fluids and stuff like that. I've yes. been seeing some videos of some people. I don't know exactly where. I tried to find where the video was taken, but I saw at least three in the past two weeks of deer, you know, turn around in tight circle. Yeah, but they're, that that's, And people they, are saying it's CWD. No, nah, not necessarily. But it's not. So it's, there's what there's, forget. Well, there's a there's a brain. Oh man, it was like a parasite. Wasn't yeah, it? I can't remember what that one's called. But that goes to say, just if you see something like that, don't automatically say it's CWD because then people are smart freaking out. Yeah, it's not CWD. <laughs> CWD very rarely do you do you see a CWD sick deer because it takes so long to incubate right. and show um, signs, and you know they're they're they get weak, and there's you know they say a lot of them are eaten by predators before they ever die of mm-hmm. CWD. Because everybody says, well, CWD is so bad, why don't we see dead deer all over the place? Well, it's because they don't make it. That long. It comes um, kind of comes from the inside out. So, anyway, I, you know, like I said, it was just a couple of weeks ago we talked about Alabama having the first case. Yeah. Uh, which is which is across the border from the Tennessee counties that have it. And I don't know, Taylor. I mean, what does it mean? Okay, there, there's there's no to date, and CWD was first discovered in what seventy two or something like that. But it was out west, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it's all over out west, and 
uh, through the north and Wisconsin, Michigan, and that, you know, there has never been, unlike what, Jakobson's disease, there's never been a trans, a confirmed transmittal of CWD from a deer to, to a, a human. human. So it's not like you can't eat a CWD infected deer. All right. Because they, they're eating all over the Midwest and out West and all that. Um, like I said, there's a moratorium on you, you can't transport across state lines. Well, and I was just fixing to say, I, I'm sure all y'all remember when that came into effect and a lot of people that, you know, either come from the East Coast or the West Coast come to the Midwest to hunt deer and then you had it to where you can't transport. Right, you might as well like leave it there and have it like yeah. processed out there. Um, so I think, I think with the North Carolina case, I don't think we have, I don't think anything's going to change because of fear of getting it transmitted to humans. I think, though, since it is so close, especially here in South Carolina, I think that they're going to really lock down on baiting. I think they're going to lock down on corn. I, I just feel like, because that's going to be like, you know, I texted with Charles Ruth Thursday and asked him, and he said, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No ban on corn or mineral licks yet. Now, I don't know if that's See, I not yet, as in not this week or, or not, or this not year. yet this year or what. I don't or know what that means. And I'm gonna I'm gonna call him first of the week and talk to him a little bit about it and see because that's normally in every response plan. You got an immediate ban on baiting. Mm-hmm. But maybe mineral that licks, maybe whatever. that's yet to come. Maybe that you know I mean we're in springtime now. Maybe that's to come in late summer. Or, or, or early summer, or something like that. Just I, I guess mean, it, I guess it depends on if they find another positive case. Well, even if they don't, they have one. They know there's probably more. Yeah. So I don't I, know. You know, honestly speaking, yes. Personally, corn sad, but but mineral licks, lucky buck. Oh. Okay. Well, but that's I'm I'm serious. Okay, it's spread through saliva, urine, whatever well, yeah. else. Okay. So when you concentrate deer around, and that's why these—that's why it's not—it's not the baiting so much. It's just that it concentrates it On the around the feeder. Of contact that's right, that and each they deer recur has. every yeah. day. They're there. They, and you know, you may have, and with everything, the the more you do it, the more chances you have of a certain outcome. And since it's through saliva, and you have saliva all over the ground lick. when it's yeah. a salt lick or whatever like that, so they're hey, gonna—they're gonna have to go with baiting stations. You're going to have to get rid of both of them at the same time. You can't keep one and not the other. Yeah. And, and okay, and here here's another thing. Food plots. Oh, don't, don't even go what, there. Just wait a minute. Just wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Just wait a minute. Now, you can't make agriculture. <clears throat> you can't CWD-proof agriculture. No, you can't. You can't. Okay. They got to have food source. The, the sticking point here is the people that can't do food plots like we do, like a lot of people. The only thing they have is a, a pine, you know, pine plantation, and they can put out corn and mineral licks. And their first reaction to removing corn and mineral licks out of the equation in deer hunting is, well, why can't why can't, why do you still have food plots? Because it concentrates the deer in a food plot. And they yes, have a point. It, it does, but it's not. I don't think you can make that correlation because if I have clover growing, they graze. Right. I mean, it's not like they're going to the same 15-foot circle of all dirt at, once and <laughs> at the same yeah. time yeah. all at once. And, I mean, I, you know, that goes with clover. It goes with, um, I mean, it goes with anything. I mean, there's yeah. it's separate plots and separate mm-hmm. places we've planted, but 
I guess it's, I it's hard. It's tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough because deer are social animals. Yeah. They lick each other. They groom each other. They, you know, they have licking branches. They, yeah. you know, the only thing you can do in that situation is limit the effect hunters have. Yeah. And I think that's why I think salt licks and all that's going to be first to go. It will they're be. all licking yeah, on the same gonna, thing. It's, it's going to have to go. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of that meeting they're about, they're about to have, though. Yeah, it will be. And, it, 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 and it'll be interesting to see what our reaction here with the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is going to be. I think it'll be a closer eye on everything and maybe more tests. I bet we'll, we. I bet you will see an increase in testing in South Carolina, yeah. especially in a focal area. I mean, you ha- you may have... You know, Rock Hill, York, York County, Lancaster County, parts, yeah. you know, Chesterfield County, some of those counties around Charlotte yep. and that area, you may have a more of a testing presence there next year than you've ever had before. Which I know this is not what we wanted to hear, but the way I see it is better happens now than mid-season. I don't know. You can start being more prepared for it, figuring out your plans. I might have a chance to be a little proactive. Yeah. Maybe not reactive. But Especially for what you said, those, those pine plantation just, hunters, they're going to have a chance now to figure out where they're going to go with their food sources. Yeah. <coughs> and then in pine, you can plant food pots in pine plantations. Mm-hmm. Pine, what is it? Charles, um, uh, Grant Wood says, pine tree has a straight, deep taproot. You can plow up next to them and have a plant, whereas an oak tree has a very shallow, shallow and wide reach. Yep. That's why you have... You can't grow anything under, underneath that oak tree, yep. except in the wintertime when it's not drawn. You can grow yep. underneath an oak tree better than normally the soil is poor, poor anyway, but you can do it in the fall. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I know? think. And then, and then what the effect. So, okay. So you don't have transmission humans. What... Um, do you would you eat a deer that has CWD? If you knew it had CWD, would you eat it? I think I to be able to make that decision, I would have to look into CWD a whole lot further. Well, there's been no tra- no, no cases of transmission now. That's a proven fact. Yeah, but just like I don't know. So then, I mean, maybe <laughs> if it, I don't know. I'll, I'll, go, this, I'll go this far with you. I, I'll what? say this. If that deer looks sick, I mean, if its ribs are showing and it looks bad and all that, I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't. But if it looks just like a normal deer that's and it comes part. back with CWD, CWD, I'll eat it. Really? I just hope. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't chill the 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 tradition. I don't want uh, it to affect yeah. deer hunting. Yeah. Really. So. All right, we are. We do have some other stuff to get to. Y'all hang on. Unimpressed, aren't you? I'm, I'm unimpressed. Yeah, you're okay. right. Hey, you know what we forgot? What did we forget? There are some people in the Midlands who, right now, are listening to this. 
<laughs> if you are going to see the Thunderbirds, if you're there now, of course you're not listening to the show if you're there now, but if you're going to listen to the Thunderbirds at Shower Force Space tomorrow, you may want to be careful because they lull you into these nice, beautiful passes where they're all out there in front and it's real pretty and smoke going on there and you look off to one side and coming from behind them it's called the steep pass <laughs> and they do two of them now oh great so that's tomorrow on our list right um if i can wake up yes okay. you're gonna be there early um yeah the thunderbirds are at sumker at shaw air force base this weekend we got to mention that when we first went on the air. We haven't even gotten to our calendar. I know. Yet, so we do have why. a calendar, and we do have some other stuff. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Kick the tires and light the fires. Dad. Yes. I love it. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for tomorrow. We'll be there. And the weather looks great. Um, okay, so we do have a bit of news that we haven't gotten to in a the bit. last few weeks. Well, yours is the last few weeks. Mine's not. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so this article was released by DNR on March 17th. Um, but this is for all my boaters out there getting ready for this summer. There's a new law that increases the distance limits between the boat and the docks. Um, it's in a it's in select few of South Carolina waters. All and lakes. Them off. Well, it's. Pretty much all legs. It's pretty much all, but yeah. they have them listed, so I'm going to list them off. Yeah. Um, and they prohibit wake surfing within 200 feet. Now, the law before it was you had to keep 50 feet off docks. Now it's right. 100. This law was signed into effect on March 14th. Um, and this is doubles. Okay, so it applies to Lake Greenwood, Lake Hartwell, Joe Cassie, Kiwi, Marion, Monticello, Murray, Robinson, Russell, Secession, Thurman, Watery, Fishing Creek Reservoir, Par Reservoir, and a portion of Savannah River. Pretty much all navigable waterway lakes. Pretty in South much. Carolina. So that is as for keeping distance with your boat <clears throat> is 100 foot. God, can't. And talk. that's from docks, other ankle anchored vessels, vessels, or people in the water. Yes. Okay. Which, when you think about it. Probably a good thing, right? So let's see. 100 feet is four to five boat lengths. Yes. Okay. So just, I mean, try your best to keep it that distance. Just yeah. be courteous. That's right. Um, a big thing with this is we're looking at erosion on but, but, some of the... But our bass boat's not the erosion problem. No, it's it's the big wake setters and uh, wake surfing boats. And that's also included in this law. So, the new law also prohibits wake surfing on all South Carolina waters within 200 feet of the dock because of what we're seeing on the shorelines and everything. Um, wake surfing is defined in the new law as a vessel that is... That is oof, ballasted. Ballasted, thank you. <laughs> I knew what you were going to... I was <laughs> waiting on it. English is not her strong point. I, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> I speak American, not English. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's in the stern... So as to create a wake that is or is intended to be surfed by another person. Pretty easy, right? So all y'all are going out this summer. Doesn't mean you can't have fun. Just Stay keep, off. keep Stay a little more bank. distance yep. than you're used to. And also, that just, I mean, 
like we said, that goes for docks, other boats, and people. So just yeah. keep an eye out. You always got to be courtesy. working. Yeah. yeah, just be courteous to each other yeah. out there. Everybody have a good time. And everybody out there saying, "Well, I'm not, I'm not going that close. Like it's not my fault. Just, just abide by the law. Go with it. It ain't that hard." <laughs> well, there's some congratulations out because this week. Uh, Bassmaster released their 2022 high school all-state fishing teams. So uh, 53 of the most outstanding high school anglers from across the country have been named to the 2022 Bassmaster High School all-state fishing team presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors. As always. Uh, the students were selected for the honor based on their success in bass tournament competition, academic achievement, and leadership in conservation and community service. To be considered for the All-State Fishing Team, a student must have been nominated by a parent, coach, teacher, or other school official. And the students enrolled in grades 10 through 12 with a current year grade point average of 2.5 or higher were eligible. Uh, they had nearly 400 nominations, and there's 53 student anglers from 34 states. Uh, in addition, 40 students received honorable mentions, recognizing them for their tournament success, as well as community service and academic achievement. Uh, they will, a uh, second panel of judges will review the nominations of all 53 All-State team members and select the 12 members of the 2022 Bassmaster High School All-American Fishing Team. And, um, let's see, the 12 finalists will compete in a one-day Bassmaster High School All-American Bass Tournament presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors, which will be held during the 2022 Sims Bassmaster League at Elite at Lake Fork, scheduled to take place May 19th through the 22nd in Quitman, Texas. And Elite Series anglers will serve as teammates and coaches of the student anglers in the tournament, and uh, they'll be honored on the main stage at the weigh-in. So it goes to Alabama, all those. And then in Georgia, there's a few from Georgia and all. Uh, from South Carolina, we need to congratulate. <coughs> I can get down to it here. Tennessee, Texas. Okay. Uh, from oh, Hunter the, Dill. Hunter Dill from the Devil Dog Anglers in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. Hunter Peyton Dill. Congratulations. Sorrow. Peyton Sorrow from the Abbeville Panthers fishing team. And Zach McGraw from Gaffney is an honorable mention. So, congratulations, guys. We. Um, I'm proud. Peyton has come a long way. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I still remember we were youngins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all were, weren't you? <laughs> uh, but congratulations to those three uh, anglers. And, uh, man, it'd be nice if one of them made it to the top 12. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, Peyton was all happy. He got an um, article and a paper. And he sent me picture videos. Look at those. Like, oh, gosh, we've come so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of you have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So, anyway, that's cool. All right, let's do the calendar. Okay. Uh, brought to you by Capital City. Lake Murray Country. Down at Camp Woody <laughs> on April the 8th and 9th, which is coming up quick, there's a bass fishing tournament. It's a two-day adult camper program. Allow your camper to participate in a fishing tournament. Utilizing the many bodies of water, and, and, and TJ talked about this, and I hope there's still room. But anyway, um, yeah, you go and you spend the night and they have a scale and a measuring tape. And you photo document your fish. You'll arrive on Friday afternoon to check in, scout the pond, and do some pre-fishing before dinner. Saturday morning, you'll grab your breakfast, head out to the ponds to fish until lunch. Have the weigh-in, present awards, uh, bring your own fishing rod and tackle to use during the tournament. If you need to borrow items, please contact us beforehand. So that's April 9th, 8th and 9th. 125 bucks. April 6th, Hydros Point's putting on a shallow water 
fishing seminar. Um, Captain Jeff Bennett is going to be talking about different techniques, kind of like tackle, boat positioning, and methods for approaching and catching redfish. So that's one you don't want to miss. It starts at 6 o'clock, goes to 7.15 at How Jaws Point in Charleston. Which one? Mount P or? Um, That's what I was looking at. It doesn't Doesn't say, say. but I guess. Probably Mount Pleasant. That's kind of what I was I was fixed to say probably the Mount Pleasant, not the other one. Yeah. Um, Saturday, April 9th, the Bamberg County South Fork and Edisto River canoe kayak trips begin. Uh, you're going to launch at 9 a.m., zigzag landing to Fred Smoke on the Water. Ah. Bring your own boat and gear. A life jacket and whistle are required by law. You can rent boat and gear from the Coke Kayak Company, and there are camping and cabins available at Edisto Birdhouse Refuge near Branchville. Or at Marble State Park near Blackville. Anyway, you can find more at the uh, Bamberg County website for that one. Really quick, Garden and Gun is putting on their ninth annual Women in the Field Ladies Fly Fishing Excursion. And that is going to be Thursday, April 7th through the 8th. And it's going to be at Highlands and Cashiers, North Carolina. All skill levels are welcome to this. They're going to be teaching you how to use different... Use different flies, different techniques, things like that. So it sounds like a fun thing. You can go to their website and register. If you're at all interested in <clears> high school fishing, <throat> this will be one that you might want to go check out just because it's a spectator sport. Uh, Saturday, April the 9th, the South Carolina Bass Nation Youth State Championship Tournament's taking place at Lake Greenwood State Park. Uh, all South Carolina student anglers were eligible to participate in this. And... Um, you know, they'll have a launch early in the morning and a way in. And if you're thinking about fishing, you can go out. This would be a good little opportunity for you as parents to check things out and you as students to check things out and pick a team and support them. I'm sure they'd appreciate it, too. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, come back, and we'll have we the... we got story times in the next segment. Story time. Yeah. Okay. Not sure what that means, but uh, I'll hang in there. Taylor says he's got something special coming up. downtown Charleston and they're running the the um, little horse and carriage ride. Yes. Yeah. I need blinders. those blinders yeah. that horses are wearing to avoid seeing what just happened there. <laughs> well, see, you were complaining about how sleepy and tired you were, so I loaded in some music that would kind of wake you up. How thoughtful. I, I try to be all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we did have uh, it, next week. We're going to talk to Anna Kay and Tony Kay, who uh, Anna has fished since middle school. Um, she's Abbeville, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Abbeville Panther. So we're going to have more. We're going to talk about high school fishing, and uh, with she and her dad, because her dad's been a her boat captain, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk about what what goes and happens and. 
<laughs> what they've you have to struggle and, through. Yeah. <laughs> from from an angler standpoint, a lady angler standpoint, no less. She was kind of nervous. I told you you'd be there to back her up. She was nervous. Yeah, that's what she said. She <laughs> no. was. They were volunteering at the classic. She was like, I don't know what to talk about. I said, just talk about fishing. <laughs> Run it is. Mouth. It's a conversation <laughs> every so, week. So we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with them next week on the show. And we got uh, we got some stuff to catch up on in this segment. We do. We're, we we we've gone and done some things and yeah. kind of want to tell y'all about them. Maybe not that you can do one of them, but you can do the other one. I mean, they, not everybody could go to Tulsa, Oklahoma for Red Crest. Oh, I was like, but they could get out for the gathering. <laughs> yeah. At uh, Clinton House. So, do you want to start off? Okay, I can do that. Because you're awfully anxious to talk about the gathering. Well, it was a good day. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. Yeah, March seventeenth. But I have to, pr- I have to premise this. Oh gosh. She know. said I'll go, but I'm not shooting okay, any guns because I don't want to shoot in front of yeah, other people. Let me just say, okay, I shot. Is that not the ultimate? Can, can, hey, hey, is hey, that not hey, the hey, Ultimate hey. in like, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. Um, I don't think you know what you're trying to say. So how about you just let me do the talk? <laughs> Okay, so I shot competitive archery for over six years, right? I didn't mind shooting a bow in front of people. Your flashlight's on your phone. I noticed, noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not mind shooting in front of people because it was a line of however many archers were in my flight. and 500 in Kentucky. 500 in Kentucky, <laughs> yeah, that was nationals. And not everybody's looking at you. Granted, oh, no. now at the gathering, there weren't plenty of people there shooting guns, there but were. you had people standing behind you, <laughs> next to you, watching next to you, <laughs> watching you. So people wearing Sig Sauer shirts, yeah, and Barrett rifle kind shirts, of and when you walk in there, it was like a bunch yeah, of military Swarovski people, yeah, shirts and loophole shirts and uh, so, I said army shirts. <clears throat> and so yeah, I, I went in there. And I was like, "Dad, I'll go. It'll be fun." I've been to Clinton House since I was little. Little, we went there for a yeah. skeet shoot. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'll, I'll go, it'll be fun, but I'm not going to shoot. I'll just, I'll take pictures, trying to improve my photography skills here. Yes. And we got there, we went through the little vendor booths and everything. We talked, there's some interesting people in the vendor yeah, booths. Yeah, there were. We are, we are going to have, we are going to parlay that into a few segments. One on silencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a real good one when we get to it. So, yeah, we met some, some good people. We got some guests that are interested in coming on. and yep. So, it was a good time, but um, then I was like, all right, let's just go, let's go shoot. And I was like, Christian, you're going to go shoot. I'm going to take pictures. <laughs> and so, we went, where did we go? We went to the SIG booth first, right? Because you said you want to shoot some SIGs. Yeah, and it, it was only from 12 to 5. We didn't get a whole day. Yeah. Media day was only 12 to 5, so we were we kind of living on time. We were there for the whole five hours, so. We were, we were. <laughs> But what did what did you go to shoot? I can't remember what you went to shoot. Was it a suppress? Well, I mean, they had yeah, they had all sorts of suppressed weapons and stuff like that. And he he said, "What do you want to shoot?" I said, "Everything." Everything. <laughs> no, that was the cool thing about it: shooting other people's guns and other people's ammunitions. My favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and well, it was open. And it's open to the public Friday and Saturday and Sunday. You had to buy tickets, but this was open to the public Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Let me tell you though, stepping onto that into that parking lot and everything, it's not like a Oh, you could shoot fully automatic stuff. I mean, they had pistols and and rifles, and had shotguns, and you could shoot different distances. But anyway, they uh, what was the six hour six hour? Ah, shoot! It was at a five inch, a five and a half inch barrel. It was three hundred blackout. It was suppressed. 
I mean, yeah. That was one it you was shot? so cool. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm gonna, I pulled up their website here. This is the one I started out shooting. It's the one you shot, but you shot another one too. Okay, so I shot. I started off with. Was it the Predator? No, the Rattler. Oh. The Sig MCX Rattler Cane Brake. These it's things look three, like. Weird. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, so it's, cool it's what it's what special ops uses. I mean, yeah. he he explained to us the Rattler was was made to the specs of special ops who wanted it to be able to fit beside the seat in the car or in yeah. an everyday back, backpack. Yeah. So the barrel on this thing is only five and a half inches long. And it's suppressed. It's suppressed, so you have like a six inch suppressor on it. Uh, it comes with a fake suppressor that you can leave on it and shoot, but. <laughs> It has to have that because otherwise the barrel and the frame, the flame, the is coming out the hand mm-hmm. guard. But it has a, collapse, uh, a stock that swings out of the way. It's just really cool. 300 blackout. I mean, when you were shooting it, you weren't hearing the report of the gun. No. You could it you could hear the bullet crazy. hitting the the metal target. You couldn't hear, you couldn't hear the gun. So weird. It was really cool. And you shot you flight. shot a <laughs> copperhead too. Yeah. You shot a copperhead. And then what we was shot. The, what was the one we both shot? The first the cross rifle. Was, okay. So. Dad goes up to the top, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, yep, I, ha- I still hadn't shot at that point. And the guy yes. was like, oh, come on, you need to shoot. It's your birthday. You need to shoot. Well, Conveniently left that out when we got there. Yeah, conveniently. <laughs> I was going to kill you. Anyway, um, so we got up there, and Dad shot it first. And I mean, this thing's pretty intimidating for a short person. And it's on a it's on a tripod. Yeah, so you could up. like so lower you it. Up. And, yeah. You know. yeah. But so he was like, come on, you got to take. I was like, okay, I'll do one shot. One shot, and I shot it, and I hit the target, and I was like, "Oh, two hundred yards." This is kind of fun. Oh yeah, it <laughs> and is. So what? A couple rounds later, yeah. <laughs> I let yeah. you have the last round. Yeah. Um. So that was it. Was kind of fun, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Well, that's done. Nobody has to give me a hard time anymore." Cause I shot. Got back down uh, there, and yeah. the guy from the oh, Sig booth came over. He was only over, you. And he had told me at Sig booth he was like. That's right. He was at the SIG booth in the tent. In the the, tent. In the vendor vendor tents, yeah. And he was like, you got to shoot yourself some suppressed rifles. And I was like, yeah, okay, ha, 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 have a nice day. He followed her. He came over and was like, (laughs) just shoot yourself? I said, no. He goes, oh, come on. So they got me set up with, what, I shoot three? Uh, I I shot one suppressed, and then I shot. You shot the Rattler, too, I think. The Rattler, okay. And I was like, okay, this is really fun. Yeah. (laughs) so we walked around a little bit more. We didn't shoot anymore on that side of the range. But Dad was like, all right, I'm getting kind of tired of this. So we're going to go. I'm, I want to shoot the mile. I want to shoot the yeah, mile. Yeah, I want to shoot the I mile. I was like, Haha, okay, well, I'll walk with you and I'll take pictures. <laughs> so we got there. And what you shot, what did you shoot? 400, 600, well, 800, yeah, they, they had they had Barrett two benches. Ri- they had yeah, Barrett, Barrett rifles. Barrett rifles topped with Swarovski optics. So it's gonna be first class like no matter what. Sniper. Oh level. yeah, well, complete with sil- with with silencers yeah. on the end and all, or suppressors. I guess suppressors. you want to say it. Um, but I sat down at, at first, and he goes, "Let's sh- let's shoot 400." And then, so it was a six and a half Creedmoor mm-hmm. on a Barrett rifle, Swarovski optics, Swarovski optics. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I've practiced a bunch at 300 yards when I was when I would go out west. Uh, <laughs> But I've never shot 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Never attempted it. Yep. Sat down, six and a half Creed more, Barrett rifle, on a bipod. A three-man team. The shooter and one guy working the, um, 
kind of working with the wind. Yeah, I mean, he's giving you some windage adjustments wind, and yeah. that sort of thing. A hold for the because they're looking at a piece of, of ribbon on the on the target. Mm-hmm. And so I shot twice at 400 yards, and the guy goes, I don't know where you're shooting at, but you're not hitting the target. I'm like, I, dude, I am dead on it. Do it. Well, <laughs> we kind of find out they had dialed it in for 1,000 yards. So I'm shooting 600 yards further than what it's dialed for. So anyway, we dropped it down, ding, 400 yards. He said 600. I'm like, okay, 600. And now, granted, you're shooting off. I mean, you're holding a – the gun's on you. Yeah. you got a, you got a sandbag at the at the uh, pistol grip that Trying you're – just for height. That's right. You're adjusting for windage and height with a sandbag. You've got to hold. you got to breathe. But the guns were incredible. Yeah. So 400, 600, 800, 1,000. And then – Never missed. And then they were like, all right, you got to shoot the mile now. Got to shoot the mile. So I was videoing this and all that. Shot the mile the first time. Three-second um, flight time on the bullet. Crazy, because you're like, did I actually pull the trigger on yeah. that? Like, where'd the bullet go? Yeah, where'd it go? Did I completely have, miss? You can't hear it in a mile, but you have right. lights on the target that and light up. they light up. They're big yeah, red lights. Yeah, big red lights that light up. So did that. So you got your coin. They were giving out Barrett coin mile yeah, challenge. Yeah, one mile thing. challenge stuff. And so then I'll be okay, ha-ha, have a good day, guys. <laughs> you and he goes, care. now it's your turn. Yeah, it's your and turn. I was like, Huh? Oh, so, these guys just loved you. They were just like, you, you got to, it's your birthday. Everybody kept saying it was my birthday, so like, you got to do it. So whatever, I shot, what, 400, 600, 600 and 1,000. You missed 1,000 once, once, but they gave you the wrong windage. Yep. Hit it again. And, and then, then it goes. I was like, okay, I'm done. And they were like, no, you got you got to do the one mile now. And I was like, I see the jar. Y'all get me to do all these. And then you're like, no, now you're trapped. you got to shoot That's the right. one mile. That's right. got to shoot the mile. And I was like, in my back of my head, I'm like, okay, my first deer I shot was 175 yards. Nothing compared to a mile. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. So you, can't, is, you can't see you the can't, target no, at a mile and with I was the naked like, eye. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for fun to get them to shut up. But I'm not, I'm not going to hit it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> your girl shot a mile. <laughs> your girl shot a mile. And it was absolutely crazy. I missed the first time because I they told me, they were like, okay, it's going to kick some more than the other ones you've done. So I was like, okay, so I was kind of, I kind of jerked myself because I was waiting for that kick. A little that, recoil flinch there. But that second time, I hit it, and the red lights went off, and... I was like, oh, no, I just hit a eight. I just hit a mile on my 18th birthday. 1,760 <laughs> yards, 5,280 feet. Crazy. Three-second flight on the bullet. What was really cool is I got to watch her 1,000-yard bullet hit the target through binoculars. Mm-hmm. It was so freaky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw the – I don't know that I saw the bullet, but I could see the heat signature and the air disturbance as the bullet went into the target. And it came from – it kind of looped in from the top down right, right to left. But yeah, and that's open to y'all. You can do that yeah. next year. They can have it again. They were they were thrilled to have it at the Clinton House because so much room. Yep, it was great though. It was pretty cool. <laughs> we'll get a red crest next week. Y'all make time to get out there. Take the back roads if you can. And don't forget the camera. We'll see you back here next week. More woods and water, South Carolina. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.